I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. celebrate it and if not hopefully you got to take some time off just to hang out be with your people whoever those people are I know that we have had a very eventful week I would say what about you extremely eventful <laughs> it's been a lot <laughs> but we're not gonna delay we're gonna go ahead and get right into it today to cover the last little bit of selling sunset season seven so starting with Episode 9, basically we see the end of the Cabo trip, everyone's coming back to LA, and we're kind of dealing with some more of the fallout that happened while everyone was away, but also just in continuation of everything that's been going on. I think that, for me, is really interesting that Amanda still has her heels dug in about this whole situation with Chriselle, and... I think it's even more interesting, too, that Chriselle fired her, essentially, from working on G's studio. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think, and Amanda says, makes this comment later on in these four episodes, is that she felt like it was a power move on Chriselle's part. Like, we're in an argument, so I'm going to take this away from you. So I do feel like that was a shitty thing. For Chriselle to do. Mm-hmm. And I love Chriselle, But I, I feel like that was pretty fucked up. Yeah. I agree. I don't know that I would have fired Amanza. But I get why she did. But then though, I thought it was interesting that Chelsea was co-signing it. Like, yeah, regardless. Like, I would be super mad at Chriselle as well. And I'm like, Chelsea, this is like low-key all your fault. So I don't really understand why you have anything to say right now. But, okay. Whatever. Why is it Chelsea's fault? Because Chelsea is the whole reason that Amanda made that video recording. Yeah, but Chelsea didn't put a gun to her head and tell her she had to do it. I mean, you're right. Amanda grown. You're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I feel like and, she says that. And honestly, like, <laughs> Chelsea was just telling her, have this same energy when Chriselle is here. Right. Like, don't be sitting here selling wolf tickets, and then when Chriselle is in front of you next time, you want to act all buddy-buddy. Yeah. So I feel like that was Amanda feeling like she had to prove herself in that moment for whatever reason. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, you know, Amanda, you maybe just should have thought about what you said before you said it because you wouldn't have lost that. Exactly. Exactly. And it, at the end of the day too, like it just wasn't that deep for Chriselle to be at that dinner. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. And like Mary says, she was like, you know, I think that there's something else going on, which we later learn out, learn is true. And Amanda came at her really sideways, and I was like, right, so if Mary could have that, like, y'all basically known each other for the same amount of time, Amanda, why didn't you think that? And I was like, I don't understand why you personally were so upset about the situation. It just doesn't make sense to me. What did we find out was going on? Well, I think it was more of just the whole, like, 
Mari Lou being uncomfortable about that, being uncomfortable seeing her oh. talking to Nicole and like them being besties, knowing that they don't both like her. And I think too, this is something that I heard on another podcast. I think it was Rich Text, but they were talking about how Chriselle also knows that this could be used against her. And so she's sensitive to the fact that one of her quote unquote friends mm. put her in a situation to look bad. Got it. Got which it, is got why it, she it. was so upset about how Amanda was handling it. Makes sense. But whatever. And then on another note, when I see all these people on these shows buying these homes, and I think I, we talked about this the other day. I'm just like, what do y'all do to afford these homes? Like how can you just drop like $6 million on a house? Truly. And that'd be like your second home. Right. They're obviously, or we're obviously not doing what they're doing. Um, But yeah, if they could share the the knowledge, that would be great. (laughs) Because sometimes I'm like, is it legal? Mm, Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Because I always really think about that and just like, I just don't know. I don't know. But did you have any other thoughts about the first part of that episode? Um, I don't think so, other than the fact that Amanda was like, she also pointed out, like, I had to fly home, or I didn't get to fly home on the private jet, and it's like, listen, it's not Chriselle's fault that Empanada rides so hard for her. It really isn't. You know? And if riding on the private jet was that important to you, keep your fucking mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, don't bring that up. Like, that, that even would make me question, so, like, why are you really my friend? Are you here because... Me and Empanada are so close, and, like, you get the luxuries of what it means to be my friend. Yeah. Or, like, do you really care about being my friend? Right. I just felt like that was strange for her to mention in that moment. I agree. Yeah. I 100% agree. And then when Chelsea and Nicole go to lunch, I was like, what is this about? Because I remember earlier that Chelsea was like, yeah, I don't know if I really fuck with Nicole, but I'm like, now you're at lunch with her. But then I forgot that Cassandra was coming to the lunch. And so I was like, oh, okay. Which was also weird. Like why? What was the purpose of any of that? No. And then Cassandra's like trying to quote unquote spill tea, but I'm like, she didn't actually really say anything. She just said that like there were people who complained about Brie not being nice, which Brie will tell you herself. She's not like a super friendly person. <laughs> so I don't really understand what the goal of that was or why she's so thirstily trying to get onto the show. But like, no, ma'am. Exactly. And I think that ends up backfiring for her and for Chelsea at the end of the season. Not unless Brie doesn't come back, but I can't after watching all of this and even the comment that Chelsea made about how much she's loving Cassandra because she is on the outs with Brie. Mm-hmm. I can't see Jason allowing for Cassandra to come into the office. Well, and I think, in, and we'll get to it later in the reunion, but when Chelsea said that she hadn't spoken to Cassandra since the opening party, I think that that means that Cassandra is not coming onto the show. And there you go. Unless Jason and Brett are trying to be sneaky, which I wouldn't put it past them to cost drama. I wouldn't put it past... Jason, I don't think Brett truly gives a fuck about any of this. <laughs> like, when he talks, he's just like, is this really necessary right now? Do we have to be doing this? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, he's just there because his twin is there. I feel like if he could be behind the scenes and, like, not be shown, 
he would choose that route. Which, honestly, he basically is, though, because yeah. I think this is the most we've ever seen Brett on the show. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, when I think about selling OC, he's never on that show. It's yeah. only Jason, and Jason only pops up every now and then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like Brett is just trying to, like, get paid. Because, you know, they also may get paid, like, by episode that they appear on or whatever, mm-hmm. like a lot of other people do. Because when I looked at the credits, like, Jason is an EP of the show, but I don't know if Brett is. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's even more shitty. Mm-hmm. So Jason's getting paid on top of the fact that he's on the show. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. But again, that's just one of the very many reasons why I would just, I don't know how much I would trust them as my employer. Same. Same. But Whatever. And then, though, I was glad that even though Amanda tried to say that Chriselle didn't show up for Mary, that she got to have a one-on-one with Mary and basically squash it. Not that there was ever an issue between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But also, Mary actually came at her like a friend and said, like, hey, I've noticed you, like, losing your cool with people a little bit more quickly than you would have before. What's up? Right. <laughs> Which I think is what Amanda should have said this entire time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. But I feel like Amanda didn't do that because Amanda was making the situation about her, mm-hmm. whereas Mary wasn't. Right. She was coming at Chriselle like, what is wrong with you? And Amanda was like, how could you be doing this to me? Mm-hmm. You know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. And I was glad to hear more of Chriselle's side of, like, why she didn't come to that dinner. Mm-hmm. Because it seemed like, from what she said, that she was not in a good place that afternoon after yeah. they saw Mari Lou pop up. Which mm-hmm. I was like, damn. And she was like, you know, I do work for him, but this is not a work thing. And then she's like, you know, and you brought your girlfriend. So this is clearly not about business. This right. is just a dinner. Right. And so I don't understand why everyone feels the need for me to be there. Right. And I don't know if it was here or later on in these episodes when Chriselle said that she's really trying to work on establishing the personal and professional boundary. Yeah. Which is what everyone should be doing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand what, why people, even if you didn't understand that she was uncomfortable and that mentally she wasn't in a good space, it's like... Just because all of y'all have slept with Jason and then decided to come work for Jason mm-hmm. doesn't mean that Chriselle thinks that that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because now we know Chriselle is the only one who was working there before having a relationship with Jason. So for her to navigate, and then they just recently broke up too. So for mm-hmm. her to navigate that situation, having to report to her boss, who's her ex, work with her boss or work with her ex. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. So trying to establish like a clear boundary, which Amanda and Nicole and Mary don't do, mm-hmm. that you shouldn't fault her just because her approach is different. No. And to be honest, she has taken so much shit on the show. Like, not only has she gotten divorced and then had people questioning whether or not she knew about it, she then went through this whole situation with Christine for like five se- like seasons then this whole situation with Brett, or I mean Jason, where people were questioning whether or not their relationship was true, mm-hmm. and then they du- they broke up, and then she watches Jason go date around, and then like thank goodness she meets G Flip, and like they can go live their life happily together in the sunset. But she's had a lot going on, so I get that she wants to protect her peace right now because you got me fucked up if you think y'all are gonna keep coming at me 
Exactly, which is basically what she said uh, in the reunion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think my only other ep- like episode thoughts for this one were, even though 99% of the time I can't stand Chelsea, she stays in her bag. Like, I feel like she's kind of becoming the new Mary in terms of, like, selling consistently and, like, performing really well at work. At least so it appears. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate her for that. That's the one thing I can do to root her on as a black woman on this show. Yeah, I agree. Ditto. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot in that first episode. So. Yeah, very, very much so. And then I like how at the end, when Chriselle and Bree are talking about the whole situation with Amanda, Bree's like, no, I 100% get it. Like, you need to do what you need to do for you and decide whether or not you want her in your life moving forward. And just always, Brie just always brings logic into every situation. And that's so refreshing. Because, and I don't know if it's just because she's not as close with everybody. So it's a little bit easier for her to be more detached about things. But I appreciate that she is able to look at things fairly objectively, I would say. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Is that she's detached more so mm-hmm. um, than everyone else. So, yeah, that's that's a great quality to have. Everybody needs somebody like that in their life. <laughs> I agree. So then we move on to episode 10, which is really all about the move from the old O-group office to the new one, a mere 10 feet away, literally <laughs> the next building over. Um And I thought it was funny that at the beginning of the episode, Jason's talking about how those two penthouses that we saw at the end of season six still haven't sold, even though he said they're going to be the best investment ever. And Chriselle trying to tell y'all, no, this is dumb to spend this much money where you're spending it. But like, okay, cool. So I wonder if those ever sell. Because I know at this point he said they'd been on the market for five months, Mm -hmm. which is wild to think of. But you know, oh well. Right. Any other thoughts from you on the first half of the season or this episode? episode? Yeah. I can't remember exactly what happened in the first half or not. Like I said, I really don't pay attention to anything that's not drama. So, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what real estate things happened um, that were notable (laughs) in the first um, part of the episode. But in the first part of the episode, we we do see that Chelsea brings up Cassandra to Jason Mm -hmm. and that she wants Jason to meet Cassandra to potentially bring her to the O group and then Chelsea's like well I think she would be such a great addition and I'm like Chelsea you just met this girl like a week ago Mm -hmm. and like you don't even know what her portfolio looks like do you Mm -hmm. even know this girl's last name at this point in time like and like Bree said at the reunion do you realize that this is someone that has her vagina all over the internet so and like Kristen Doty referred to she's one of those chicks who was like modeling on top of cars, half naked, eating like a Carl's Jr. burger. So it's like, what about her would be such a great addition to the O group? Right. And it's like, we like it just makes it seem even more of like it's just Chelsea's vendetta against Brie just to get somebody else in there on her side mm-hmm. so that they can not like Brie together. And so she can have a friend also not like Brie. Right. Because then I wonder too, because, you know, Nicole kind of co-signs it. And I'm like, why is Nicole so, like, gung-ho about this, too? And I'm like, does she think by hurting Brie that she's also hurting Chriselle? Does Nicole not like Brie? Because I've never really gotten a read about what Nicole thinks about Brie. Obviously, we know Brie doesn't like Nicole. But I'm just like, why? Or are you just really trying to, like, be buddy-buddy with Chelsea? And so you want to support something that she's doing? 
I think Nicole has no brain. She's kind of <laughs> like Davina, but like even worse. Because like I feel like Davina would like speak her own thoughts. Yes. Regardless of how stupid they were. Yes. We haven't seen Nicole have an original thought. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. She's like a guppy. Yeah. And the only thing that she talks about where I have even like a little bit of respect for her is real estate. Because it does sound like she knows what she's talking about. Correct. But, like, she just needs to stay in that lane. Like, I think she just needs to, like, take herself off the show. Yeah. And just focus on real estate. Which makes you wonder, too, why she even wanted to come on the show. Probably because she saw how much more business all the rest of them were getting. Yeah. And wanted to get into that, too. I would assume. Maybe. I mean, I think that she probably just regretted not doing it from the beginning. Mm. And then when there was an opening, she was like, well, nope. I gotta take the chance now. I'm gonna slide on in. Mm-hmm. You should slide back out. Right? Yeah. And then it's so funny because they're packing out the office to move. And I, again, I think before this episode, I didn't realize that they were just moving offices. I thought that they were like expanding. So I thought that they were maybe gonna move into the other part, like the new part, mm-hmm. and then redo the original part and just make it all one big structure. Mm. But I guess it's two different leases or whatever, and so monetarily that doesn't make sense to do, but yeah, I was just like, this is just so incredibly stupid to be spending this much money on a new office. That's what you do when you have money. But you know, also, because they make so much money, they probably have to do shit like that for a write-off. You think? That's fair. That's fair. But like, when you look at the agency offices, like, did you watch Buying Beverly Hills with Mauricio? No, I tried, but... Yeah. I didn't. It wasn't as good, but I like the girls. But, like, when you look at their offices, they're just offices. I mean, like, they do have the cool stuff, like a ping pong table or whatever, but, like, the bulk of the space is, like, legitimate offices, like, with walls and doors and windows and, like, not just a bunch of desks everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they have, like, five million people working in there. And so I'm just kind of like, why do we just want this to be like an adult playground if they're supposed to need to, you know, make you so much more money essentially to like recover the costs that you've had to spend on this new building? It just doesn't really seem super conducive to work. Correct. That is, now that is accurate for sure. Uh, because like, what is skee ball helping you accomplish? Not shit or like fucking shuffleboard or darts, like nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. Like, are you inviting clients over to play with shit? Like, is that the goal? Right. Yeah. I don't know, but it's very weird. And I think it's so funny when Britt gives his little speech about how they just wanted to, like, you know, make it a thing that they could work with all of their friends and, like, a living room type of situation, and that's what they accomplished. It's, I just think about, like, it's amazing what white men are able to do in this world. Truly. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then Amanda not showing up to help pack the office – just little pot kettle situation right there, which I think she also acknowledges later on when she's she talking does. with Chriselle. But I also thought it was so funny how Mary was able to see everything so clearly and mediate it without being super involved. And I guess it may be too that maybe because she was taking a little bit more time off because of the miscarriage that she was able to see things more clearly and wasn't as like intimately involved. So she was able to see it better and like insert herself because it wasn't her responsibility because it's just so different from the last season when Jason was just basically MIA and she was supposed to be trying to manage all of these things and was not able to do so yeah and then 
she's also like talking about how Chriselle had offered to pay her for the work that she had done on G's studio design, even though they didn't go through with having her complete the design. Mm-hmm. And then she was basically like, well, I don't want me to, I don't want her to pay me because that just feels like a slap in the face. And so I'm like, well, what do you want? Like, if you don't want money and ultimately all you want is your job back, but it's clear that that's not happening. Why are we continuing to talk about it? Well, at one point she also said she wanted an apology. And I'm like, what do you want Chriselle to apologize for? Did I miss it? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't, yeah. I just was like an apology for what? I guess right? just for for firing for her? firing her, and then also the whole like you called me shitty, you called me manipulative, blah blah blah, all that. After she had talked mad shit about her to everyone, to everyone, husband, all basically season. all season, right? Exactly. Just Got wild, it. so so wild, and so really at the end of the episode, um, we hear that Chriselle, when she's talking to her sister Shonda, is basically planning to get married to G-Flip, which I was like, oh my, that's so crazy. Because I remember when that happened in, like, real time, uh-huh. but it was weird to see it from this perspective. Um, but then toward the end of the episode, we get back into this, you know, Mari Lou and Chriselle drama when Jason and Brett are talking about kind of, like, finishing up this stuff on the office so that it can open for the opening party in two weeks, and... Jason's all like, yeah, I just wish that they didn't have any drama between them, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but Jason, this is all your fucking fault. Because when you try to force two people to get along with each other, and one of them is super insecure because you're still in love with the other, what do you expect to happen? Exactly. And then also, like, you're forcing them, or you're trying to force them to get along with each other when they don't need to. It would be different if these were two employees, which... I'm sure that's going to happen at some point in time, mm-hmm. but like, it's not, it's your ex-girlfriend and your current girlfriend. In what world does anybody want those two people to get along? And it's like actively encouraging it and saying how important that is. Like if I was Mari Lou, I would be like, why is this so fucking important for you, for me to get along with your ex? Right. That would have been like the nail in the coffin for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because I understand like wanting to be able to like be around each other, be cordial. Like, of course, if you're in situations where like you have to be around Chriselle, like, sure, I could understand y'all wanting, I could understand him wanting them to get along just because they'll be around each other. But like, yeah, they don't need to be all buddy buddy. They don't need to be like best friends. And like, I think because he saw how like Amanda and Nicole and Mary have all been with each other, and now with Chriselle, that he just assumed that that was going to be how Chriselle navigated the situation, and mm-mm, no, sir. Right. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It's just weird. And then um, he says that it's giving him a lot of anxiety for them to, like, not be talking, or the thought of them talking tonight at this or not tonight, but them talking at the launch party or potentially not talking at the launch party. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Jason, what? Just chill out. Just chill out. Just chill <laughs> out. If they talk, they talk. I mean, and that's the thing, too. If you would stop telling Mari Lou how important it is to you, you'd have nothing to worry about. Because right. Chriselle's not trying to go up to Mari Lou and have a conversation. Not at all. Like, Chriselle, and that's what people, what I don't understand about this season in general is that Chriselle is very good at ignoring people that she does not like mm-hmm. and that people that do not like her. Mm-hmm. She's been doing that from jump. 
So the fact that you all keep trying to force her in these situations, like with Nicole, mm-hmm. just like when Jason fucking put Nicole on Chriselle's mm-hmm. listing when she had the surgery. Yeah. Why would you? You could have picked anybody. Right. You could have picked Amanda because yeah. it was about interior design, right? Like staging mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So you could have picked Mary, who's worked for you just as long as Nicole. Like mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense. So like you guys keep back in baby into the corner eventually baby gonna snap and that's what happened this season so yeah exactly and then we end this episode with brie talking to emma about the whole situation with cassandra and essentially brie is like you know once i make a decision about somebody i usually stay there like i don't typically change my mind which i 100 percent agree with like and i think we may have talked about this before Mm -hmm. i don't remember if it's on the podcast or just like with each other but i feel like typically speaking once we have made up our mind about a person, based on what they show us, that's it. We don't really change our opinion. Exactly. Because we're good judges of character. Exactly. And, like, you know, if you keep showing me the same thing, there's no need for me to to interact with you because I'm not seeing anything that's going to make me want to be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, there's a slightly redeeming quality. No. Yep. And then also, like, too, we're not the type, well – yeah, we're not the type of people who are thirsty for friends. Mm-mm. So it's like, why am I going to sit here and go out of my way to try to find something find something I like about somebody just so I can call them my friend? Right. Like, some people are so uncomfortable with just being alone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's scary. Like, yeah. you're so uncomfortable with being alone that you're just willing to accept any and everything that pops up in front of you. Mm-hmm. And people like that, y'all need to work on that. Because mm-hmm. that's not realistic. And that's how people get murdered. Right. No, I 100% agree. And I think, too, that, like, if you are naturally a person people want to be around, you will find the people that are meant to be around you. Like, that's not really hard. It may be harder in different phases of life, depending on where you're at. But, like, you're going to find your people. Exactly. Exactly. When you just do you, the right people will come into your life. The right energies will gravitate towards you. Mm-hmm. But when you force that, you've got a bunch of fucking people around and you don't know who is who. Mm-mm. Everybody's phony. You don't exactly. know who you can really rely on, who's a real friend. So, yeah, for people like us, people like Brie, there's no need to sit here and circle back to people that I've already decided, nope, you're not for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then for the finale episode, so we start with Brie walking in to confront Jason about this commission split, and essentially then from there move into the actual opening party for the new office. What are your thoughts about this whole commission split situation? So learning what we learned in the reunion, but like focusing just on what Brie said about she's used to ninety ten. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't see why it would be anything other than 90-10. Especially, like, for someone like... And then even for somebody like Mary. Like, they have really, like, top-of-the-line clients. Like, Mary showed a house to what Tay Diggs. She just showed a house or sold a house for French Montana. It's like... So, if I'm responsible for bringing these these people in of this stature or whatever the word is for that. Like, Mm -hmm. if I'm bringing in the cream of the crop... Why do you get to benefit off of that to that extent? Yeah. And then finding out what we found out in the reunion that it's it's not even 80-20. It's between 50 and 70. Which is crazy. Hell no. Nah. Because it's like, <laughs> do you think a fucking Saweetie or 
well, maybe Tay Diggs. Or a French Montana would walk into the fucking Oppenheim group and be like, I'm looking to buy a house. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. You know? Or even a Nikki, like Nikki Glaser? Glazer. Glazer. Mm-hmm. It's like they're coming there because of their connections with your agents. They're not coming there for Jason and Brett. No. Now, Jason and Brett's perspective, like you're, you're doing it, you, you set up your business model how you wanted to set it up, and you chose the people that you chose because you knew they could b- bring in that type of clientele, which, mm-hmm. fuck, props to you, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, because you're putting people around you who you know can produce. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, like Bree said, you know, we're going to decide if this is for me. And if it's not, then I'll go to a less, what did he call it? Like, what did he refer to his agency as? Did he rec- call it like a boutique agency? Well, boutique just means small, like more intimate, like you have less employees. So theoretically he could provide more like one-on-one like guidance mm. and mentorship versus gotcha. someone like Mauricio who has a bunch of different like senior level agents who mentor people, mm-hmm. but Mauricio is not typically doing like one-on-ones with like new agents that work for him unless they're specifically like on his team. Yeah. And the only people on his team are like Farah, Alexia, and Joey Binsby. Otherwise, everybody else is on someone else's team. So it's not even like working with him one-on-one. Whereas like Jason, I think would like to think that he's on the same level as Mauricio. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I'm paying you all this attention. We do these beautiful spread catalogs we have these billboards we pay for these ads but again like I said when we were watching it I think underpinning all of that is also you get to be on a television show so you're going to get a lot more opportunities than some random like run-of-the-mill real estate agent who maybe gets a 90-10 because like that's the only opportunity that they have to make money whereas you being on the show is going to open you up to so much more so mm-hmm. I can understand it from that lens too, but it sucks. And even before, I can't remember what season it was, but it came up between Christina, Maya, and Davina because Davina also had her broker's license. And she's right. like, you know what? I can go open up my own shit and keep all my money. Mm-hmm. Then what? Which if it were me, I feel like that would be what I would want to do because I feel like it's really shitty that you have to pay 10% of your money to someone else just because you have to work under a broker because you're not a broker. That right. sucks. It does. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the situation – I see, like, I'm all on Bree's side there, but I see from the business perspective what Jason is saying and, like, it's non-negotiable. But then also it's like I'm, I'm sure that they knew what it was before they signed up, right? I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. So it's like – at the end of the day, like you signed, you you agreed to that. So, mm-hmm. but I guess now as she's bringing in, you know, people who want higher priced houses, it's like, well, damn, I'm missing out. But then also, it's like, Brie, how much money do you need? Because it's also <laughs> like, is that not like on that house that Chelsea sold, the ten million dollar one? Mm-hmm. Was that one, or maybe it was a house Chelsea? I can't remember. There was one house that was like the commission was two hundred and two thousand. Yeah, it's like even if you only got fifty percent of that. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred thousand. Right. That's not that. Like that's a lot of money. Right. So it's like you know, do we need to reevaluate our lifestyle? You know. For me, that's what it seems like. But it seems like she's someone, and I would say all of them to an extent, because they choose to work at this firm that focuses specifically on luxury real estate. They're used to slash want a certain lifestyle, and so. I think in their minds, they see it as why make just a hundred k when I can make two hundred k. You know? Yeah, that's greedy. That's, <laughs> that's very greedy. <laughs> yeah. I also think that's 65% of the time. It is. It is. 
pictures because I'm just like, what? Like, I would just be very – if I made 100000 off a sale, I'm happy with that. One, you know? like I, one sale. One sale. My salary is only, like, a little over seventy k. Right. That means for one house, I'm making over what I already make. In a year. In a year. Right. For one sale. And I could sell three or four of those maybe in a year. And be chill for the year. Chilling. Even two years if I spent it appropriately. Right. I wouldn't have to sell shit. Exactly. I could just sit there. Exactly. Take a break. Yeah. Travel. Whatever. Yeah. But you know. So I see what she's saying. But yeah, I think she may want to. Yeah. We could reevaluate. Just, yeah, exactly. Our thought process. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Do you think she's going to leave? <sighs> I don't know. Part of me, I mean, I could. I think it's 50-50. I could definitely see it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could, too, and I hate that because I like her so much on this show. I Same. feel like she brings a, a, just a very refreshing energy mm-hmm. to the situation, and it's just different from everybody else, and I really like that. I agree. But, yeah, I could also see it, too. Yep. I don't know. Especially now that she's been on the show for two seasons, they can mm-hmm. probably still get all these opportunities without without the show. being on the show yep. still. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. And then <laughs> Amanda and Chriselle are still beefing about this video. I don't understand why Amanda expects an apology from Chriselle. Like you were like super shitty to her, and again she continues to talk about this whole like family aspect. And how, and I think she's talking to Mary about this Mm -hmm. when they're like, you know, we used to be such a tight knit group and we've lost that. And I was like, well, yeah, as you bring new people into the mix who haven't been as invested as y'all are, of course it's going to change. Like they don't have the same loyalty to y'all that you all have with each other. Like when y'all talk about being friends with these people for like 20 years, they're not, someone who's only been friends with y'all for five years is not going to have the same amount of skin in the game. That's just not realistic to expect from anybody. Right. Yeah, and and also, she, Chriselle and Amanda were texting back and forth, Amanda's telling Mary, and that, and then Chriselle tells Amanda that she's a, a shitty friend, essentially, for making her feel the way that she has made her feel, mm-hmm. and Amanda still seems perplexed. Like, I don't understand it. why. <laughs> and I'm just like, how do you, what are you, what are you not grasping? Right. I don't understand. And then Mary's just like... Well, she can't continue to go on that way, talking about Chriselle. Mm-hmm. And Amanda's like, mm, I don't know. Right. And, like, in all fairness, I don't think it's not Chriselle's place to come to you and make things right. No. Because you started this beef exactly. with Chriselle with and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then, too, in the reunion, when she makes the point, when they bring up, like, Oh, when she made that statement that Chriselle has changed, Mm -hmm. and then she tried to, like, Mm, spin it into a positive. Bitch, that ain't what you meant in that moment. Mm -mm. But now you want to come to the reunion with the tail tucked between your legs. Exactly. You thought Chriselle was high on her own supply. Mm -hmm. But then when you see the audience reaction. Exactly. Then you You realize that you were being a bitch. Exactly. And you decide to go a different way, which I don't understand why she was so, like, and I get she had a very shit childhood. And I understand that she has chosen these people to be around her to, like, cultivate her. They, like, know her kids intimately and, like, all the things. I get that. Chriselle was part of that. But at the same time, if you really felt like she was family, you would never have recorded that video about her. You would have never talked shit about her in that way. Like, you could have been upset and said that. But there is a way to say that when it's somebody that you really care about like that. Absolutely. But the TV element of it all made you feel like you need to go extra. Do and the that's most. just not necessary. And that's not how you treat people. Like, you would never say that shit about Mary. 
No, no. And you wouldn't, for someone to regard your friends as family, you wouldn't want your fa- your real family, you know, to come at you the way that you came at Chriselle. And then Chriselle has never done, in seven seasons, she's never done anything to you to make you feel the need to approach her that way. No. Or she's, never, she's not even done anything to anybody for mm-hmm. you to be like, this is how I need to come at her for, in order for her to get the point. Like, no. it just made no sense. But, you know, maybe two... She was just trying to have a storyline. I could see that because she know? didn't really have one last season. Yeah, and maybe she's just trying to stay relevant. I could see that. Because what what do we really? Because really, outside of the first, like one of the first seasons she was on, when we're talking about the divorce, the custody battle, well, then like, her husband went missing, or her ex husband went missing. So after that, it's like okay, yeah. There's nothing else that she really brings to the table. Yeah, I feel like there's a way for you to be in the mess without having to be as messy as she was like Mm -hmm. when I think about real housewives like I think about a Cynthia Bailey Mm -hmm. Cynthia Bailey didn't have a storyline for years Mm -hmm. but she gave us so much in the beginning with Peter and the wedding and her mom hiding the marriage certificate and like (laughs) bar one and all that stuff and then for a while she just coasted until she got married again and now is getting divorced again. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like in between, she just kind of hung out and like, you know, she was almost kind of like the voice of reason. And I feel like for a long time, Amanda was the voice of reason. She was yeah. kind of like the Greek chorus. But now I guess, I don't know, she felt like her job was in jeopardy because of what happened to Heather or what. But it just, yeah, it feels very strange. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but... Regardless of what the reason was, there's no validity in acting the way that she acted towards Michelle. Mm-mm. And, you know, she all but says that at the reunion. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Then Chelsea and the twins. Or no, not even the twins. It's just Chelsea and Jason, I was about I think. to say, what twins? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Chelsea and Jason go to meet Cassandra at this house that she's interviewing to be an agent for. She's not even the agent for it. But it's talking about, like, if I get it, let's co-list it, blah, blah, blah. And Chelsea's like, oh, my God, yeah, I would do that. I'm like, Chelsea, could you just stop, please, right. like, giving her, like, a check for every little thing that she does that you think is a good idea? Like, you don't even know her. Like, stop. But also, this outfit. I have to talk about it. That pink two-piece. The short-ass skirt with, like, basically the bra top. And then she had that, like, white men's, like, button-down. Chelsea. Tied over the top I of it. I hate everything Chelsea. <laughs> it's all, it's all, to me, it, 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 it's just bad. It's gotten so much worse, though, because I feel like when she first joined, like, in season five, when, like, her and Christine went their cute little, like, matching outfits, she looked fine. But now it's, like... She should just go dress at the Gap. Yeah. That would be better. I think a lot of them could just go to the Gap. Truly. And just be... Yeah. I think they're trying too hard. Like, because they sell luxury real estate, Mm -hmm. they're also trying to, like, dress luxury. Mm -hmm. And, like, for people like me... Love Mary to death. Mm-hmm. But, like, for people like Mary, who that's that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't try to be that for the show. Just mm-hmm. just chill. Just be you. Right. Now, Chelsea, though, I do feel like she has always dressed opulently. Yeah, for sure. She but has. it's just, I feel like some people buy ugly things, and because it's so ugly, they think it's high fashion. That's yeah, where she's at. I could see that. Yeah. Or, like, they buy stuff that's, like, on the runway. But I'm like, the runway is not made for, like, day-to-day life. And runway shit is ugly. No, I, nine it times out of ten ugly. it is. There was one time I did see on America's Next Top Model this Bad Blue Misca dress that I really, really liked. But that was about it. 
it's mm. very rare that I see something on the runway and I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I would wear that tomorrow. Like, it's just not a thing. But you're right. I agree. I agree. And then I I feel like, again, Cassandra's playing this whole little like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm going to defer to you all because you have so much more experience than me, blah, 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 blah. It just feels like fake. It is. Super duper fake. For sure. She She's fake. Um, and we even saw that on, when she was on Vanderpump Rules, like she's Mm -hmm. just, she's so thirsty for attention. She's so thirsty to be on television 10 years later. Has it been 10 years later? Yeah. Yeah. Basically she was on the first season. Girl, let it go. No one wants you on TV. No Mm -hmm. one. Sure don't. Sure fucking don't. But here we are. Here we are. Still trying to make it work. Hopefully after the end of the season though, we don't have to see her again. Yeah. Because I'm just not about it. I did wonder, though, why Chriselle and G-Flip didn't get married legally. I wonder what that was about. Ooh, now that I'm thinking about it. Is she legally divorced? Yet. That's a good question. Yeah. I'm not sure. I would hope so. But maybe not. Divorces take time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also, no, she has to be. Because he already got remarried. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) But I was thinking, though, maybe G-Flip doesn't have the appropriate like citizenship status or whatever and like they didn't do a visa or whatever i didn't think about that that Mm -hmm. makes sense okay anyways we get into heading to the opening party situation mari lou's talking with jason and she's like yeah like i just want to like smooth things over with chrishell blah 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 and jason's like as you said this is not the time and i 100 percent agree that this is just not this is not what we should be focused on tonight because, yes, this is something that he's super stressed about, even though it's just the opening of an office and, like, it's an event in your space. I don't really feel like there's inherent stress other than, like, just making sure that everything was finished, but whatever. But then when she made that joke about the proposal when he's coming to Paris to meet all her friends and stuff, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> We're done now, Marlou. But I feel like, too, her making that comment during this last episode. Are we on the last episode? We are. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. On this last episode is just her trying to be, to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Because she has no storyline without Chriselle at all. No one cares that you're Jason's girlfriend. Mm-mm. We've seen those come and go. So, Literally. Yeah. Exactly. And so we get to the actual opening party, and, like, they're working on finishing this building until the last second, which I get it. I know you wanted it to be filmed, but, like, we didn't even really see that much of the office on the show. Yeah. Like, we saw a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I just was like, this is what you wanted us to see? We could have kicked off the next season with it, but, like, okay, whatever. And then we see everybody walking up. Nicole looks like she's going to Studio 54. I just don't understand what she's ever wearing. I don't understand why the Selling OC people are there. Like, it's so funny to me that none of the LA people ever go to OC things. Even Heather, who lives in Orange County. But they are always at anything in Los Angeles. It is so interesting to me. It's because they're thirsty. And that's not an interest. That's not like a short drive. Like that's yeah, a hard no, drive. It's definitely not. Especially with traffic. Yeah, they're just thirsty for attention. They probably know that their show sucks compared to Selling Sunset, and they just want to be as relevant as possible. <laughs> that's funny. I actually don't think their show sucks. I think they have a really good Do show. You? It's I'm just not, different. I'm not into theirs. Like it's okay if I remember to watch it. It's like oh okay. Well, I've watched everything else today. Let me watch that. But it's not like <laughs> ooh, I gotta watch. Selling OC. Oh no, I loved it. Mm. But again, it doesn't take very much for me. I have a fairly low bar. Mm. But then I saw 
obviously Alex Hall and Tyler walk in and I was like, oh my God, these two. And then I was like, who is this dude that Rose is there with? I was like, he, mm, not good. And then I randomly saw Davina in the background, like eating yeah. something. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and I thought mm-hmm. that was funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then it was so funny as they were giving their like opening speech to everybody and they're talking about how like no other like you know, brokerage in the U.S. can mess with them. And I was like, this is what you need to do to feel validated in your careers. Like, that's just so sad. Right. And then no other brokerage in the United States, yo. That's a bolt. Like, the United States is, I don't know if you think California is the only state in the United States, (laughs) but, like, there are 49 other states out here. I'm sure that you all do not, like, compare to all 49 states. Other brokerages in 49 states. Yeah. It was just a lot. I don't know. Very, very much so. And then we see Chriselle going up to chat with Amanda, which she had to do, being the bigger person yet again. Which I could understand from Amanda's point where she's like, okay, maybe I don't approach Chriselle because I don't know what I'm going to get from her. But I was glad to see that they came to, like, a place of resolution. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also I was like, had y'all just talked like this in the beginning, instead of, like, texting back and forth... This probably could have been dead a long time ago. Exactly. Exactly. But again, this was, uh, what's that girl's name? Amanda's attempt to be relevant this season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. True, true. And then the whole, like, Cassandra, Chelsea, Brie situation. I'm like, Chelsea, please stop. Just stop. Stop bringing Cassandra around. Stop trying to make Brie want to be around her, be friends with her. Like, just let her be. And Brie's whole thing at the end where she's, like, Fuck this. Fuck the show. I don't have to be nice if I don't want to. I was like, ooh. Yeah. She's big mad. Because that's the thing. <laughs> like, Cassandra wants to approach Brie talking about, I don't understand your attitude. Bitch, didn't nobody ask you to understand my attitude? And like Brie said, I'm sitting over here minding my, what is she? Italian ass business. <laughs> and you came over here trying to talk to me. You came over here trying to start shit with me. Bitch, you are a non-fucking factor in my life. That's what Cassandra is not understanding. Mm-mm. No one gives a fuck about your existence except for Chelsea and maybe your husband. Other than that, we don't care about you. Right. And she's only all. been married a year and eight months. So who That's why I that's said maybe go. her husband. <laughs> so... All of that, I love that whole interaction because Brie was giving her the fucking business yeah. as she deserved it. Exactly. Like, this is, and giving it to Chelsea also. Like, mm-hmm. this is who I am. Don't sit here and act, expect me to act like you or act like whoever else in the office is bubbly and outgoing and wants to be like, oh my God, hi, I'm Brie. Like, that's mm-hmm. just not who she is. Right. And I don't know why you're so fucking pressed on wanting her to be that way. Mm-hmm. Just because she don't like you. You think there's something wrong with her personality. No, bitch. She doesn't like you. Because when you see her interact with Empanada and Chriselle, she's very fun. Mm-hmm. She's very outgoing. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but even if she that night in Cabo when she was there and, like, they right. were at the club and she actually made up with Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Like, well, she was and great. And Cassandra showed up. And it's then like, Chelsea was like, oh, nope. Yeah. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Only reverse. Yeah. But that's where the season ends. So I'll be excited to see kind of where we start season eight because I just I'm so obsessed with the show and so then we are kind of rounding out things with the reunion so I will say this reunion was better than the first reunion but still not like a hundred percent I feel like everybody that's trying to host a reunion of any form should consult with Andy Cohen <laughs> give the man a fee yeah. and ask him what has made his hosting of reunion so successful because obviously he's been doing this for like 18 years now so he's like got it down 
but it's just not hard to do well if you are prepared and you like know how to dig into stuff. Like I get that they have some prep, but I'm like, I need you to watch the show. I need you to understand the intricacies of these like these conflicts with people. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Tan France does to an extent. But I'm like, did you watch it like just once? Did you watch it multiple times? Did you contribute to the questions? Like, I just need you to feel a little bit more invested than you do. Right. Yeah, I could see that. I don't remember the first reunion. It was after season five when Christine was gone and Christine didn't show up. So it was kind of like, fuck. Well, what's the point of doing this? She's not even here and she's the one that everybody has conflict with. Yeah. So I don't really remember what they talked about. Gotcha. Other than like the Chrishell and Jason stuff. Yeah. I will point out that um, Nicole failed yet again Mm. at her outfit choice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She looked like um, Bianca. From one of my favorites, 10 Things I Hate About You, mm-hmm. when she was going to prom. In the 90s. In the 90s. <laughs> As a 16-year-old girl. So, if that tells you anything, Nicole, I should tell you that you should not have had that outfit on. It oh. was so, 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 so bad. It was so, so bad. bad. So maybe the 90s is her thing, though. Because remember she was wearing her hair like Torrance from Bring It On? She was. Maybe it Maybe is. she likes the 90s. I mean, I do, too. But there's a way to, like, 2023 too. it. I mean, if you're going to, like, yeah. Yeah. She just should stick to buckle. Yeah. 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 Because, like I said, when she does, like, the old Hollywood curls with her hair, it looks pretty. Does it? It does. Even sometimes when she wears a ponytail, it looks nice. Sure. But she just needs to do simple things. She can't do too much. Yeah. Not at all. She just needs to wear, like, a slick back bun. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to have one look. Like, what's that man from Apple that died? Steve Jobs. (laughs) Like him. (laughs) And do you know why? Well, he said he had to make so many other decisions. Yeah. There was no need to try to pour creativity into the waste creativity mm-hmm. into what he was wearing every day. Genius. We're the same thing. And that, Nicole, is what you need. And you know what? That ball, that look might actually work for her. Truly. Black pants, a black turtleneck, slick back hair. I don't Maybe know like what a nice little gold chain. Mm-hmm. He probably wore sneakers. But yeah. she could wear like a black pump. Yeah. A black Louis Vuitton. She could wear sneakers though. Because she's wow. buckle. Yeah, yeah. But she's not going to. Yeah, I know she's not, but that's a great suggestion. But you know, somebody should do that. If anyone who is on Selling Sunset is listening to this episode, primarily on Nicole, but anyone else is welcome to take the suggestion as well. I would love to see a bitch do just an all black every outfit. Yeah. Like, how creative can you get with one color? Because black. black is super easy to find. It looks good on everybody, every complexion. And I just feel like that would be so classy. Same. And you would always look good in pictures with other people. Same. You know? Agreed. Yep. Yep. But here we are. It's not us. But if we were ever on reality TV, that's what we would do. Yep. Because, yeah, that's too much energy. Especially because y'all's teams don't be teaming. They're, they're what? They're teams. Oh, do they have teams? Does Nicole have a team? She probably so. doesn't. Does she? She should fire all of them. In the <laughs> yes, Nicole. I don't know if she has a team, though. Does she? Maybe not. I don't think so. No way there are people making those decisions for her. It could be. Are they? Actually, yeah. That would be bad. I agree. She should definitely fire them if that's the case. I agree. I do wonder, though, why they do the reunion so infrequently. I wonder if they're going to do them more frequently. Like, is it going to now be, like, an every two-season thing? Because, you know, they film, like, two seasons at a time. I wonder if that's what they're going to do. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I also loved, though, that Mary called out, like, when you make more money, you can be fashionable. When uh, Tan France was asking I love about it. that. But uh, also, I was like, y'all are not all fashionable. You're not. Because then I think Bree said, 
Yeah, you have to have style, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. They are trying to do better because they're making more, and that's commendable. But and like you said, time. I love that she was so honest about that, Mary. Agreed. I just Mary's just so great. She is really great. She deserves the world. I agree. She's and I don't say that often about white people, right? But she's one of the good ones. I hope right. Mary don't ever <laughs> do anything to fuck up my perspective of you. I think it's because she's from the Midwest. Exactly. White people from the Midwest. They're like so. They wholesome. are. They love a casserole. Top tier people. Andrea, the strength coach from Stanford, mm-hmm. from the Midwest, from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. That's the Midwest, right? Yeah, I would say so. One of the most amazing people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. One of the most amazing. And you know, even my teacher friends. I know we're not the Midwest, but like, mm-hmm. even like, if I've met you down here in the South, and you're white, and I consider you a friend, you're good people. <laughs> you are. It's high praise. It, it's very, okay? <laughs> because listen, the, the white people on the West Coast, not the same. They're not. I think people in general on the West Coast are not the same. They're different. They're kind of like, ugh. Yeah. What, what's going on with y'all? Yeah. But, you know, whatever. You haven't talked about it. Deal with it there. Listen, the white people we've met in Boston are really nice. I'm shocked. I hope it stays like Now that I say that, now that I'm thinking, a lot of them have come from the Midwest. That's why. That's why. They're not from Boston. They're not Bostonians, <laughs> like, from birth. Huh. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so do you want to go like issue by issue, you think? Um, I'm, or what do you I have? mean, again, your notes are always more detailed than mine. I just like do like high points. Okay, well, what's your first high point? Okay, off of it. my first high point is the rearranging the face comment. Oh, yes, Chriselle versus Nicole. That was my first okay. conflict. Look at that. But look at all your notes. That's a lot. But sometimes I'm just kind of like, I just write things that are like funny to me or like questions that I have. They're not always like... How long does it take you to watch an episode? It depends on the episode and like what I'm doing. Wow. Like a a 30 minute episode could take me like 45 minutes. Okay, that's not bad. No. Yeah. So I try not to do them all at once because that's hard. But like when we do Vanderpump rules, I can power through since we split it up scene by scene. Yeah. So it's a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've seen it so many times. True. So But sometimes I like notice new things that I don't remember. I'm like, huh. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So the rearranging your face comment. That shit was hilarious. I thought I didn't realize that was real. I didn't either. But see, that's what I'm saying. Chrishell is not speaking lies. No. Y'all are mad at her for calling y'all out. Because you did rearrange your face. So, <laughs> I mean, like, how can we paint her as a villain when she's speaking on the facts? Now, granted, she could have said it in a different way. Because when But Nicole, why? I mean, that's fair, because she wasn't being nice. Exactly. So that's fair. Yeah. Because when Nicole described what happened and she was saying she got veneers, she mm-hmm. got Botox, which she said she always does, and dissolved her filler, which I was like, hmm, that's a newer thing or whatever. But then Chelsea and Chriselle like insinuate, like rubbed their noses. At first, like I was saying to you the other day, I thought they meant that she did coke. And I was like, oh God, oh no. Yeah. But then I think they were just saying, oh, she got a nose drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I was watching season two, I don't remember her face looking that different. She just looks thinner now to me, I think, in the face than she did. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And like Chriselle said, just own it because right. that was Chriselle's thing is that you sit here, you sat here and said that you, you are so into real estate. You mm-hmm. only care about real estate. And it's like, if that's the case, then why did you feel the need to come on this show once you found out that you were getting casted, go and have all these things done to your face, which Chriselle said, 
There's nothing wrong with that. They've right. all had work done. Right. No big deal. Mm-mm. But don't sit here and perpetrate your one way when you really care about your physical appearance. Mm-hmm. And that's fine to care about. Just own it. Right. Everybody cares about Just their physical it. appearance. To an extent. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, like, you live in L.A. That's, like, the land of having to care. Exactly. I get it. Correct. But, yeah, I don't understand in general, again, like, we've talked about this before, if you get work done and you expect people just to, like, not say anything about it and it's noticeable, that's crazy. Right. You might as well just go on social media and be like, this is the procedure I'm having done today, before and after. Like, I don't know, get some fucking paid sponsorships or something. Right. Because, you know, I had a friend in high school who I hadn't seen her all summer, and then Brittany had people over, and this friend was there, and I saw her, and I was like, huh. And she's like, no, I don't. And I was like, are you sure? And you know, at that point, I was very, very, I didn't even think I had seen plastic surgery yet. Right. And then I think later on, I heard that she got a nose job over the summer. Mm. And I was like, oh. And then when I looked at pictures, I saw it, but like, I didn't think that there was anything wrong with her nose before, but she was clearly self-conscious about it. But I guess just didn't want people to know because we were super young. And I was like, I mean, hey. If your parents wanted you to do it or, like, wanted to let you do it and paid for it and, like, you're good, I'm good. Just, like, why hide it, you know? That same thing happened to us, and I'll tell you who after we record this episode. <laughs> um, but we were at – because the, the new, so she had spent – like, she was gone for, like, not a whole school year, but, like, half the school year. Yeah. And then when she came back, we were like, mm, and now also, this is someone I did gymnastics with. We know gymnastics bodies look a certain way. Yeah. And no, and then also someone I had cheered with. So mm-hmm. I'm like, now I've known you and I've seen you up until these six months that you were gone mm-hmm. for this part of the school year. And then you come back with what looks like, I mean, full C's, small D breasts. Mm-hmm. And so, but then she told one of my other friends, oh, I've, I grew, but like, Not, but then she said, I grew not vertically, but horizontally, bitch, you don't grow titties in nowhere on your, nowhere, (laughs) no other part of your body grows. That does not happen. Right. The only person I will say, and I'll tell you who they are after this fact, there is one girl that I went to school with and I feel like she only, the only fat on her body was her breasts. Really? But see, hers didn't even look, like it didn't even look natural. So like the fact that she tried to pass it, like literally you came into the school year one way, you are flat chested Mm. and then you come back with a fucking Victoria's Secret cup. It's like, it's just say, I went and got a boob job. Cool. Like, that's great that your parents paid for that for you while you're in high school. Also a little sadistic to me because it's like, you're in high school, you know, Mm. give yourself time to fill out. Like as a 30 year old, you probably like would actually develop titties because you just get fatter as you get older, you know, like Mm. you just fill out. Mm -hmm. So yeah. But I was like, bitch, you grew horizontally. (laughs) What? We need a better life than that. Uh, Way better. Way better. (laughs) Because I think too, the reason she was out of school supposedly was because she was like, her strep had like gone, had taken like a turn for like, it was like a serious case of strep. Like mono? Yeah. Mm. And it's like, okay, so you had mono for like the past five months and while you had mono for the past five months you grew a c cup <laughs> what no no ma'am it's that's not how that works but <laughs> sure you sell us that story all you want girl oh well yeah so moral of the story is if you're gonna get something done just, just admit it just own that just say it like just if someone it. asks like you don't have to i don't i don't know just be honest because just there's be just honest. 
or don't do it if you're that self-conscious about exactly. it. Exactly. You know, and like, sure, it's not necessarily anyone's business, but like, if you're going to do it, you should expect to get questions about it, especially if it's something noticeable that Correct. like people can see. Now, if you're going to get something done that like no one can see, like a tattoo removal or whatever, like, sure. Right. But if it's like your fucking face... Mm-hmm. Or tits that show through your clothes. Exactly. You expect people just to not say anything. Again, like, I don't understand how Larsa Pippen just expects people to not say anything about her face. Bitch, you were on camera with a different mm-hmm. fucking face. Mm-hmm. Like, and now you have a totally new face, which is fine. Which is fine. But, like, the fact that you just expect people to not talk about that is wild. It's fine. Right. Just, Why old? It's fine. But whatever. It's fine. Anyway, so then Nicole also tries to say that she tried to like squash everything with Chriselle, which I don't even understand how she thought that that was true. Lies. But she did for some reason. Um, and then we go into this whole like social media spat that they had that I didn't really necessarily know fully what was happening when it happened because like I saw comments, but I didn't like really dig into it. But basically, what happened was for those of you who don't watch Selling Sunset, uh, Nicole had received a comment on her Instagram, I believe, like on a post of hers or maybe a post of the cast or something. And someone had written something that was homophobic about Chriselle saying essentially like, or maybe it was about G, either one of them, but basically saying something to the effect of like, I thought that I was done with that lesbian or whatever being on my screen. I thought that we were going to be back in Australia, but Nicole, you look great. And Nicole says, thank you. So rude. And didn't even realize. Oh, if she didn't realize, she's a fucking idiot. And this is another reason why you need to just go ahead and skirt, skirt to the left. Truly. And exit. Truly. Yeah. She claims, rather, that she didn't realize what she was doing and why Chriselle and others were making comments that she was homophobic. So then Chelsea and Tan and Jason have to explain to to Nicole why that would be considered homophobic, which is just crazy. As like a 30-something-year-old woman, how the fuck do you not know that? Again, you also live in Los Angeles. There are so many queer people there. And you thought it was appropriate to say thank you? Right. Even though somebody did it just because someone didn't like Chriselle slash G, which is probably why you said that. Because mm-hmm. they're not like only, not only were we saying like, we think you're great, but also we hate them. And because we hate them, you said it was cool. Like, that's insane. Just insane. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then... no, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, also then, Amanda... <laughs> Chriselle said, I hate you to Nicole. And Amanda's like, oh, what? Like, I don't even use that language with my kids. And, like, I tell them not to say that. So, like, why are you saying that? Amanda, shut the fuck up. Just Please. shut up. Please. Shut up. And then <laughs> Chriselle says, when I say that, that means unless I have to be, unless I'm being paid or I'm contractually obligated to be around Nicole, I won't be. Which to me says, great. And then also, can we like refrain from this, like the the word hate being so aggressive? Like you can hate something or someone. It's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. is it? Like why do so. people take that shit so seriously? I don't Especially if it doesn't impact you. If it doesn't impact you. And then Chriselle gave that explanation because Amanda was like, well, maybe hate means something different to all of us. So, like, what do you mean when you say hate? Who the fuck cares? You know that it means that she doesn't like her, doesn't want to be around her, probably thinks she's a piece of shit. So, like, you can't come up with synonyms in your head for the word hate? That's what she means. Duh. Like, what? So extra. 
so extra. But also, I was thinking, when Nicole was like, I didn't understand that that was homophobic, me liking it would be homophobic, mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, if someone called you a skinny, drug-addicted, low-budget white girl <laughs> and said, so glad she's not on my screen, would you take offense to that? Right. But hey, Amanda, you look great. Like, yeah, that would hurt your fucking feelings because people have said way less offensive stuff to you and you basically cried. Mm-hmm. So. Duh. Yeah. Just fucking duh. Stupid. And then it was so funny when Brett jumped in and was like, yeah, like I've known Nicole for 10 years and my parents don't even recognize her anymore. And I was like, whoo That, now that right there, that would hit the jugular. I was like, damn. Right. So like, Nicole, you gotta chill the fuck out. Yeah. Granted, they do end in, like, a detente of sorts, so we're going to see how long that lasts between her and Chriselle. But right. I'm like, girl, you need to back the fuck up. Yep. Get on the Davina train, because yep. Davina had the same energy. And, and look at where her Davina is. Not, not on the on show. The show. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And then we've got Brie versus Chelsea. They're still not friends. I don't think they're ever going to be friends. Nope. It's just... It's just so much because, again, all the work, Chelsea, that you did to try to get Brie to, like, accept your apology and believe you, you just undid with the whole Cassandra shit. Right. To and then have said you got played by Cassandra. Correct. Correct. And then, too, like, for her to say that she was trying to give Brie genuine advice Mm-mm. and she wasn't trying to get under her skin. No, you weren't. Like, there's no way, Chelsea, you truly believe that. That's a, the polygraph question they should have asked her. Oh, but she didn't get on the polygraph. Right, because she's a oh, punk-ass that's bitch. Why. That's why. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yep. They probably would have. They probably would have. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's fake as fuck. Right. I do wonder if Nick, like, what he actually thinks about the show. Like, is he mad or is he like, well, I'm glad Bree's, like, getting her bag and, like, doing her own thing. Outside of, like, just real estate, I wonder if he, like, regrets her going on the show or not. Bree said he was upset. Right, but, like, oh. I, and I think, again, I said this when we were watching it, none of the conversation on the show is different from, like, what America, at least black America, is saying on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone has these comments about him and his Lifestyle. approach to yeah. having children or whatever, so, yeah. like, being on this platform mm-hmm. didn't change who knew about it? Maybe some more white people knew about it, but like, hell, I think even the white people know. Yeah. He's just having kids left and right. Yeah. And like, you don't need to explain yourself. Right. You do what you want to do. Right. So I'm just kind of like, you're a public person. So yeah, people are always going to have a comment about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just eat it. And right. keep it moving. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But you know. What are we going to do? I wish that Chelsea would have never come and breathe the way that she did. But again, I think Chelsea was also trying to be like Christine 2.0, coming after the new girl with opinions, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work in her favor. Yeah. Just like it didn't work in Christine's favor. And exactly. you should have known. You should have known. Yep. Oh my gosh. But what other notes did you have or highlights from this? For just Chelsea and Brie? Or Chelsea and Brie behind the other ones, but also Oh, the rest okay. Of yeah, I think that was really it for Chelsea and Brie. Yeah. Um, then I, I highlighted my next section was Lou. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, and then Chris, <laughs> Lou, <laughs> Lou, you set yourself up. Mm-hmm. And I love that Chriselle called her out on that shit because mm-hmm. Lou said that Chriselle. Like, her and Jason had a great relationship. FYI, Lou and Jason are no longer together. Um, Lou said that her and Jason had a great relationship and that Chriselle was just a topic on camera. Mm -mm. 
So, Lou, as Chriselle was saying, you are coming at her just to be relevant. Mm -hmm. Just so you can get your 15 minutes and see how long you can extend it. Because for you to fly all the way from France all the way to be on this reunion for literally, for literally 15, 15 minutes, minutes the yeah, fuck? yeah, exactly. It's so just I was so like, crazy. you are, you truly, you are, you can. How old is she? She's 23, 24, 25, maybe 27 now. Oh, 27. She was 20. She had turned 25 on the show. Oh, but I think maybe she's now like 26, 27. Yeah. So it's like you can tell that you're young and that right. your brain just finished developing, and mm-hmm. it may actually still have some some things that it's trying to work out. Mm. Because the fact that you admitted that <laughs> just makes you look so dumb, fucking dumb, dumb. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. And I thought it was interesting too that Chriselle pointed out that they were cool. Prior to cameras rolling. Mm-hmm. And that they like took pictures together and mm-hmm. shit like that. And I was like, wow. So, what? where's the beef, Lou? Nowhere. Where is the beef? And even when they were outside some bathroom or something and Chriselle was like, your dress is really pretty. And Lou's like, you didn't say that. And it was like, yes, she did. Because I was like, I ain't talking to that bitch. Chriselle is so <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love Emma. I do too. Gosh. Here's the deal. Yeah. I don't like Emma. Because she's Emma, but I like how she rides for her friends. Yes. Yeah. Because Emma herself, I could take her leave her. Like, because yeah, you yeah, notice yeah, sure. we don't have a segment really with Emma on the show. Right. We don't even right. talk about her empanadas. Right. But, yeah. like, you know, yes. whatever. Yep. Mm hmm. And then the polygraph situation. Yes. Like, again, I already said Chelsea was punk for not participating. Like, you should have just done it, Chelsea. And, like, regardless of whether or not the shit was true or not, just, you know. You know, whatever. But I thought that the most interesting thing that came out of that was that Amanza also made out with slash had attracted feelings toward Jason because we did not know that prior to this reunion. It was more than that, though. Do they hook up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, all of that. Yep. That. Mm-hmm. I was like, the fuck? And I'm like, Jason. You gotta stop, buddy. It's giving predatory. It is. And that's really just, like, if I were, like, if this were me and Destiny in business together, and Destiny has hooked up with these people, and now she's asking them to come work for us, I'd be like, yo, Mm-mm. hands off the merchandise. Like, we don't have, <laughs> this is what Chriselle is trying to avoid, professional, personal relationships. You don't fuck your employees, no. whether they were your employees or not, when you, like, whether y'all had a relationship prior to them being your employees, and then you don't hire or employ people that you fucked. That's just, again, like Vanderpump Rules, they need an HR department. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that's HR 101. Yeah, this is just a very incestual group. And it's gross. I agree, because it's, it's really also gross. Jason. Like right. Fuck? It's like Jason out of all the women. Granted, I know it may be hard because you are probably 5'4", but out of all the... Because he lied about Mm -hmm, being 5'6", so we know you're (laughs) shorter than that. So, like, of all the women in the world, like, just go find other people that don't work for you. As you have been doing. that are not in your friend circle. Like, it's really gross. It is. It's really gross. I agree. Because it also makes me wonder, when did he start dating people that young? Or has it always been like that up until... Like, Chriselle. Right. Right. You know? Exactly. Just, I just wonder. Granted, I guess, like, him, Amanda, and Mary are all fairly close in age, too, and probably Nicole, so. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's a more recent thing. Yeah. Probably. Um, Peter Pan syndrome. Exactly. And then Chriselle versus Amanda. 
Oh, wait, another thing I want to point out, though, is oh. that Jason lied in his polygraph when he said that he was no longer in love with Rochelle. Right. Yeah. Which we all knew. Everyone knows. But it's great that the polygraph confirmed what we all know and exactly. what Jason knows. Right, exactly, because, yeah. again, he, and I get he didn't want to have kids. I understand. We don't want to have kids. Right. So, like, sure, but also, it just sucks that, like, you now have to be around this girl and watch her fucking thrive mm-hmm. and be married to someone else when that could have been you. Yeah. Yeah, and I also thought it was funny that when they asked Brie if she would ever be friends with Chelsea, and she's like, maybe, and that was a lie. <laughs> that was I was like, Brie, why did you even try? Right. Why did you even try your moment right. in that moment to prove yourself? You know you're not, right. ever. Like, again, yeah. you could be Hilarious. cordial and be around her, exactly. but, like, y'all are going to be buddy-buddy. Yeah, and I also thought it was interesting, this just goes back to show how dope of a friend Empanada is, mm-hmm. because they asked her if she cons- if they if she considers Amanda a friend, and she says she does, and that was a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like she probably only doesn't consider her a friend because of the beef with Rochelle, mm-hmm. which I stand for that. Agreed. And then, too, when she was like, are you as good of friends with Bree as you are Chelsea? Yeah. And Chelsea was hot, but that was true. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I am. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Chelsea just, like she said, she feels like she's been pushed to the side, and she's jealous that she's not the center of attention. Which That's is it. so crazy, because I'm just like, why do you need to be? First of all, Emma and Chriselle, they're going to ride for each other over anybody else. Over anybody. So, right. which honestly, I don't really know why. I don't either. Like, granted, they've been really tight since Emma came to the show. They have been. But yeah. I just wonder why. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Same. But, you know, whatever. They seem to have a good friendship, and I don't have no reason to question it. So. Yeah. It's just interesting to me. For sure. But, whatever. And so, yeah, then we kind of, like, round it out. So, also, there's, like, a brief stint where the Selling OC people, like, four of them come. They're all not even on good terms with each other, the people that are there. So, I was interested that they chose those four specifically um and didn't choose the people who were any of the main drama it seems to be in the next season other than alex hall um but the trailer looked fire to me so i'm excited for that whenever it comes out but then we kind of round it out with chriselle versus amanza for me it just feels like the biggest issue was the job like i think at the end of the day Amanda could have gotten over everything else, but I think when Chriselle took that job away from her, that mm-hmm. she was like, oof. Yeah. I don't know. Because also, in the lie detector, Chriselle said she doesn't trust Amanda. Yep. And that, that was true. true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, like oh, God. That is so hard. That is tough. So, so hard. And I hate that they fell out like that, because I feel like they did have a real friendship as well. Yeah. But when it comes to money... People just... They be acting funny. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, it's tough. But, again, Amanda was just all the way wrong. Correct. I don't think that she did anything correctly in this situation. No. Or the handling of it. Not period. at all. Not at all. Other than finally apologize. Yeah. In person. Yeah. But, we'll see where they land. And it was so sad because I remember coming into the season, I was like, oh my god, like, Rochelle and Amanda aren't friends anymore? Like, what the fuck is that about? And then... It was this. And I was like, oh, that wasn't even like a juicy reason to not be friends. Right. Like, it was so right, right. But whatever. And that really brings us to the end of these episodes. So yeah. very strong finish, I would say. Even though there wasn't as much drama going because everything was really a continuation of stuff that had happened throughout the whole season. I feel like this was the first time where we really had multiple conflicts and it wasn't just one person versus another person or one person versus a group of people. Mm -hmm. It felt like there was a lot of stuff going on among the group, which I felt like, Oh, 
that's nice. That's a good change because it wasn't like everyone versus Christine. Or right. Everyone versus Christine and Davina. Like mm-hmm. there was some, some other stuff going on in there. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. But overall thoughts from you? Of the season? Mm-hmm. Overall thoughts is that it was good. Um, yeah. And that you all need to stop coming for Chriselle. And I want to be Emma's personal assistant if Emma <laughs> had, needs a personal assistant in Boston. <laughs> and I want to be Bree's friend. And um, Mary deserves the world. And everyone else can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. Just stop fucking with Chrishell and Bree. Just stop it. Yep, no it. one has come up against them and been successful. Yep. So just don't. Don't do it. It's not going to be pretty and you're going to win. So just let it go. Period. My Savage AF moment for this set of episodes was a couple of things. Again, both from Chriselle. One, when she says to Amanda, yes, you have been a shitty friend, which is why I called you a shitty friend. And then when she says again about Nicole, I'm only going to interact with her when I'm paid to or contractually obligated. That is such a fucking flex. It is. And I love every bit of it. Yep. She can do that. It's mm-hmm. giving very much big dick energy. Very. Yeah. And we love that. What's your Savage AF? Oh, Savage AF. Savage AF. Savage AF. Oh, I think my Savage AF would have to be um, Chelsea, or not Chelsea, fuck Chelsea, <laughs> would have to be Brie admitting that Michael B. Jordan is terrible in bed oh! and that she was validated by the lie detector. Yeah. I was like, damn. First of all, the fact that you've slept with Michael B. Jordan. Right. And then second of all, that he wasn't good. Yeah. And then third of all, that you share with the world that he wasn't good. Right. And you were correct. Right. Or at yeah. least she thought that. Right. Right. Exactly. Because, you know. Lori could have thought differently. Right. 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 Anyone else he's dated could have thought differently. Right. That's true. But that sucks that she didn't think but it. But that, yeah. Because I also sucks. wonder when that happened. Right? I just have so many questions. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then my white privilege moments. Chriselle pulling this job from Avanza. Even though I guess she did it. No, that's the white privilege moment. <laughs> period. Like, period. For the whole entire fucking season. Because, Amanda, at the end of the day, girl, you black. You know, whether you look it or not, whether you pass or not, bitch. Yeah. She snatched that shit away from you so fucking quick. Mm-hmm. I was like, and you thought that your time was worth 11 grand and she gave you five? Mm. And that was another, that's another, uh, a flex. Yeah. Right? But yeah. when Rochelle explained it, though, I it got it. Because yeah. she was basically yeah. like, I paid you $5,000 for a mood board, bitch. Like, exactly. Are you kidding? Yeah. Are like, you kidding? That, I, I would take it. Because we couldn't use the furniture yeah. that G paid for. Right. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was too big to fit incorrectly. In. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm. and like, I get that Manza was like, yeah, no one could have interpreted that because I didn't get to explain it to y'all. Yeah. But at the same time, like, they didn't like what they saw. Right. And I would even say from a mood board, I should still I could get, tell whether exactly. or not I like something. I should get a feel for like, okay, this is, I, I can see where she's going. Right. It shouldn't, I shouldn't, it shouldn't take you explain. It's like a lesson plan, mm-hmm. you know? I shouldn't get a lesson plan as a substitute teacher and be like, what the fuck does she mean by this? Mm-hmm. I should pick that shit up and be like, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I can see how that's going to work. Yep, okay. Because then also I'm like, why would you send it to them without, without explaining it to them? Right. Like, I would never want someone to not know what my work meant. Exactly. When I had the chance to share it with them mm-hmm. based on a conversation. <laughs> yep, y'all could have hopped on Zoom. Like, hello? You know? If y'all were in the bush or whatever, but you know, whatever. Yeah. And then I would also say, though, 
Brie being the whole, like, I don't have to be nice. Now, while I do agree with her, if she was black and said that shit, it would not have flown. Not at all. At all. Nope. And I was just like, oof. oof. Yep. And the fact that she was saying it to Chelsea. Right. And yep. to Cassandra. Yeah. Who are both women of color. Yeah. They can't navigate the world like you do. Nope. Even with your black scent. Like, they can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, because if a black woman said that, I guarantee you people would not feel the same way. Not I would feel the same way. Right. But you just you can't. Yep. And so that's the only thing I would say. Again, I understand where Brew was coming from 100%, but mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was still very white privilege of her. Very, very. Even though she's Italian, but she passes for white. So. <laughs> They're still white. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> but that brings us to the end, sister. Well, this is so much fun doing this together. It was. It was great. Yay. Okay. Well, so I'm not nice. going to say bye because that's going to be weird since you're still sitting. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to say bye to you all. <laughs> <laughs>